When I woke up this morning, I started reading my emails and I got an email from Ian. And it gave me the idea to do today's podcast, riding the waves of dark and negative thoughts and moving towards peace. And in this podcast, I'm going to answer a few of these questions that he asked in his email. And I've also got a really honest and brutal message for Ian. And anybody that is struggling with the deepest and darkest thoughts and struggling to come to terms with something that's happened to them. So stay tuned for that. But first, welcome to Stillness in the Storms. I'm Stephen Webb, your host. And over the next 20 minutes, you can learn ways of dealing with negative, dark and destructive thoughts. And also ways in which we can turn them around and turn our life around into a little more peaceful life it doesn't it isn't always easy and it is a struggle and it's an ongoing struggle but there is simple things that we can do that really do make a difference so it's a new podcast you're here and i welcome you thank you very much for anybody that's donated a coffee and supported me or leaving reviews or anything you are awesome and this podcast would not be possible without you So let's really move into, because there's a lot to cover in this week's podcast, so I want to move straight into it. And I'm going to do this. I've written out five questions. But just before we start, I'm going to read out Ian's email. He says, I've just been listening to the podcast on the funnel after having a tough week and some dark thoughts. So in a minute, I'll explain what the funnel is, and I'll link to that podcast underneath this podcast. And then he expands, could you expand on the podcast on how to deal with those negative thoughts at the point of origin? And how do you generate motivation? So I broke his email down to five questions. Why do we experience dark and negative thoughts? How can we effectively confront negative thoughts as soon as they arise? What are the practical ways to break free from cycles of dark thoughts? And how can we find motivation during tough times? And the final question, what role does self-awareness play in managing our thoughts and emotions? And I've done the timestamps below of those five questions to make it easy. So why do we experience dark and negative thoughts? We have a negative bias and they protect us. And if you think about it from an evolutionary point of view, and you imagine you're in a forest and you've got that party goer that's always happy, doesn't even bat an eyelid and you hear a big bang and they go oh carry on partying partying nothing's wrong and you've got that negative person that says no we should put the fire out we should like get out of here we should run well that person is going to protect us so it's natural that we have a negative bias it's natural that when we're going through tough times our subconscious mind is going to naturally gravitate towards the negative thoughts totally understandable it's going to try to protect us It's just the protector within us saying, hey, look, keep an eye on this. This is what could be coming down the road. The problem is we're living in a totally different world now. We're living in our homes and centrally heated and all those things. And the mind just hasn't evolved anywhere near to that degree. We're still living in a cave. We're still hunter-gatherers and things like that. So the threats to our lives now are completely different than what they were, I don't know, half a million, a million years ago. So, but the negative thoughts are just there to protect us. And what the subconscious mind does, it wants to generate feelings. And every time that it comes up with a thought based on narrative, history, your habits, and everything else, it wants to create 
as deep a feeling as possible or the highest feeling as possible. I say deep, what I mean by is a strong feeling. So if it gives you a feeling and you have real desires and it's really strong and it really enlightened, happy and joy, it'll keep giving you that one. And the same goes that if you have a real dark feeling or you have a real sadness and it's the opposite to joy and it's real grief, it'll keep giving you that one. So whatever your general frame of mind is at the time, that's where your subconscious mind will keep giving you more of them. Do you notice you have like biorhythms that, that you might have two or three days that nothing will take you down and two or three days that nothing will pick you up and you don't, and it's really hard to step out of either. And that's what the mind does. It just tends to, it's like a flywheel. It's just on that same trajectory and it's really difficult to change that trajectory, if that makes sense. So that's a really short reason why we have negative thoughts or dark thoughts, or we end up getting stuck in the hole, so to speak. But how can we effectively confront negative thoughts? Um, but the one of the first things you need to do is become aware of them when they're arising. Very often we have the thought arise, we have the feeling arise, and we just go with it, and we don't even know we've done it. And the, the one most obvious for that is anger. Someone really pisses us off and we jump to anger so quickly. And we, we don't even realize the action or something that caused the anger in the first place. We're just already angry. The body jumps to that anger so quick. But what if you can have a little gap between? What if I give you the gift of? So you have a thought arising. And then I give you a gift of you got a couple of seconds to look at that thought and decide whether to go with it or not go with it. And then you just push it away or you just let it float away or you choose to go with it and expand it. Just like very similar to out of the blue, if I gave you a cookie to eat, you have a decision whether to eat it or not. Imagine if you had that choice with every single thought. Well, you can. The only problem is it takes a lot of hard work. And as you identify motivation or to do the meditation, to put the work in, to create that gap between what's arising and what you do with it. You know, very often we are, everything that arises is a thought and we just react, the habit, the subconscious mind. It hasn't even consulted with you at that point. It's already done it. Whereas the idea is that any thoughts that arise whether they're stimulated from the outside world or from within, you then have a choice what you do with them at that point. But it's really hard to see. Now then, as soon as you see the thought, as soon as you're aware of the thought, you can ask yourself, and Byron Katie's question I think is brilliant. It's so simple, but it's brilliant. And she asked the question, is it true? So if I have a thought that uh, I'm always neglected or I'm always hard done by or no one ever listens to me in the council. And then I can go, is it really true? No one ever listens to me in the council. And, I, and immediately my subconscious mind go, I go, yeah, it's true. No one does. Yeah, okay. Ask again, is it really true? Well, maybe they listen to me sometimes, but most of the time they don't listen to me. Okay, again. So is it true that no one ever listens to you? No, that's not true. So we start to analyze the thoughts that we're having. And okay, I took a re relatively benign thought, 
But I'm thinking back to my darkest time in life when I really hit rock bottom. My thoughts were really painful. Um, and at that time, I was broke. I had no money. I thought I would have no life in future. Being paralyzed and been in the wheelchair and all that just gave me no hope. I never thought I'd have another girlfriend again or a partner or anything like that. I thought my partner that had just left me, I thought they were doing all the things that I dreamt of doing. And I don't really want to elaborate on the podcast, but, you know, we're all adults here. Um, you know what I'm thinking. So those thoughts were so damaging to me. And every time I thought it, they were doing those things right there and then. And it was almost like they were rubbing my nose in it. But of course they weren't. That wasn't true. So when I would, when I learned to ask myself, is it true? Very often, no, probably not. They're probably stressing. They're arguing. They haven't even got a new partner. They're not even doing that. You know, it's quite different. So the reality is very different to what our thoughts are. So that's one of the ways in which we can address the negative thoughts. Once we step in, and I'm going to talk about that a bit in a minute, creating that gap. But ask yourself, is it true? And it has to be absolutely true, not just, oh, it's a bit true. It has to be absolutely true. The other thing is just engage with it, but recognize that it's a choice whether you go with it or not. It really is important to know that you can have a thought. They're not your thoughts. You know, they're coming from a story. It's like your subconscious mind is picking them out of all the books in your mind. And they're probably your dad's thoughts, your mum's thoughts, family's thoughts, your teachers, your religious teachers, all those things. It all comes together. It makes your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind plucks all these thoughts that it thinks is flavor of the day. Here you go. Take that thought. And then we run with it because we think it's us and it's the only thought in the head. It's not. We can, just, we can be amused by it. You imagine stepping back and just watching your thoughts go by. Most of them are hilarious. It's like the old joke when people were driving along. What would happen if we drive down over there? What would happen if um, these kind of things? It's the mind creating scenarios to protect you, to make sure you don't do those things. And I can remember my one time when I had the most darkest, horrible thoughts when I was contemplating suicide and taking my life. At that point, I had thoughts coming into my mind that, I couldn't live like this. I was in so much pain. I wanted to get rid of the pain and the suffering. And the only way I could do that at that time was to throw myself off the bank. And then my mind started saying, yeah, but what if you get caught up on a tree? What if you spend the next four days hung up here? All those things. And I must have done a bit of meditation by then because I found them quite amusing. It's like, yeah, that'd be my luck. And then I started to think, well, do you know what? What would I miss out on if I didn't, if I did end my life today? What would I miss out on? And I thought about, I would never see my daughter again. I would never have the chances in life. I would never have done half the things I've done now. And at that point, it was before I was mayor of Truro and before I, I suppose, took count on my city councilling voluntary job a little more serious and before my podcast hit a million people and all those kind of things. And don't get me wrong, I don't always feel like doing these things. I struggle with them sometimes and I have thoughts that oh, it will never go anywhere and no one ever listens. I've got nothing to say, nothing practical, things like that. So all of those thoughts are there for me as well. I just find them more entertaining. So moving on to the next question. 
what are the practical ways in order to break free from the dark thoughts? Well, create the gap. So we need to become more mindful of what's happening in our lives. And you do that by, the first thing you can do is do a mind dump. Just grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. No one's ever going to read it. You can burn it afterwards, do whatever you like with it. But just write everything down. Positive, negative, whatever. Don't, um, don't even bother with full stops and commas. No one's going to read it. Just write everything down. And the mind shifts into this, oh, I've dealt with a lot of that. And it, it kind of stops bringing it up. And write positive things in there and negative and all sorts because thoughts are just thoughts. They're not either. The other thing you can do is spend more time, not so much in deep meditation because you said you find the motivation hard. Just spend a few minutes. Whenever you've got like a minute or even 30 seconds at the crossroads, like red traffic lights, just go, ah, what's going on in my head? And just observe your thoughts. And the more you do that, the more you realize you are not your thoughts. And that there's the holy grail. You are not your thoughts. You're the observer. You're the, per, you're the thing aware of your thoughts, but you are not your thoughts. Thinking about it, you could scrap this whole podcast and just take that with you. You are not your thoughts. And the other thing you can do after you totally live by that and when you do it 24 hours a day, let me know. The other thing you do is practice gratitude. Just write down three things in your life right now that you're really grateful to have. And if you can't find three things, find three things that if somebody come in and robbed you right now and they took three things, what three things would you miss? The device you're listening to this on? Um, what if they come and robbed your clothes? What if they took your pillow? Your life would be worse without those things. You know, instantly. Um... So there's loads of things to be grateful for, whether they're big things or small things. Problem is, whenever we think of gratitude, we think of bigger things like family and that we're alive and we've got a house and we've got a car, got a career. No, it can be the small things like you've got a pillow. And trust me, not having a pillow. <laughs> so moving on to the fourth question. How do we find motivation during tough times? And this is difficult. Motivation is not something external. It's not like fuel you put in a car. It's not something that you can just go and buy from a shelf. Motivation, I think, is a word that just should not exist. You find motivation. Motivation is a byproduct of finding things you want to do. So if you think back to the early stages of like your first relationship or the relationship you're in now or whatever it is, did you need motivation to get out of bed and on a cold morning and go and meet them? Did you need motivation to walk through the snow to go and get them? Did you need motivation to save some money to buy them a present? No, you just did it because you wanted to do it. It gave you the reward. So you've got to find the things that give you reward. Once you've found the things that give you a genuine reward, and it could be, you know, knowledge from books, it could be um, getting fitter from exercise. It's not the action of doing, it's the, it's the result you get from doing. So you, you'll never find the motivation to meditate. Trust me. Nobody ever, or unless you're crazy, 
Um, no one ever goes, hey, let's sit down for 20 minutes and meditate and do nothing. No mind ever said that in the history of minds. You know, no, nobody wants to sit down and meditate for ages, just like, ah, oh, I'm going to do nothing for 20 minutes. The mind sits down within about four seconds. It goes, I'm done with this. Let's go on Facebook. Let's go and watch a thing. You don't need to do any of this rubbish. So you won't find the motivation to do the hard work. But you have to focus on the result from the hard work. And this is why I say start small. You know, every time you brush your teeth in the morning, just sit on the toilet for five minutes before, or just two minutes, thinking about your thoughts. And then do your teeth. Then when you grab your coffee or cup of tea in the morning, just spend that time drinking it. Don't turn on the TV. Don't do anything else. Just drink that tea or coffee. Really savor it. Every sip. How does it taste? What's it like? What's your thoughts? What's your feelings? Really dive down deep into the present moment. And what this does, it creates your, your subconscious mind and your human mind, the slower mind, will end up starting to work together. And it will start being present more often. Because the result of that is just being more mindful. You can make better decisions. And you have a bigger gap between what arises, that point of origin, and then the decision to go with it or not go with it. So forget motivation. Forget waiting for that. It won't happen. Start finding what you want to do. And you could do it the old-fashioned way, which works perfectly as well. Grab a piece of paper. Start writing down the 10 things you want to accomplish this year. Scrub out seven of them and pick the three most important. And then work out how you get towards them. The problem is we're trying to do everything and get to the end game because that's where we want to be. We don't want to be on the journey. We want the end game. And that's the reality. But the problem is we have to go on that journey because you won't enjoy the end game without going on the journey. But we're looking for the motivation for the journey. Whereas really we've got to look at the end game and enjoy the journey with that motivation for the end game. I hope that makes sense. I feel like I've complicated it just really looking at what you get from it is the real holy grail here and the final question is what role does self-awareness play in managing our thoughts and emotions well we touched upon this it plays everything you cannot be in control of what you do with the thoughts when they arise if you are not being present and mindful now then a, a thought arises it just comes out of nowhere. You, you won't pinpoint where it comes from because the minute the thought, the minute you're aware of the thought, it's already arisen, it's already happened. So you cannot ever go to the point of origin. You can go nerdy there. So the moment the thought arises, there's a small gap that the more meditation, the more mindfulness and the more you practice, you increase that gap and you have slightly more time to decide what to do with it. Now then, if your subconscious mind and your instinctual mind has already passed it over to you, then it's nothing to worry about in that moment. They would have took care of it if it was something that had to be done instantly. They would have, they've already made those judgments. They've already thought about it. They've already been full of the motions. They've already done way more calculations than you can ever imagine in the 30 or 40 milliseconds it takes, 
your brain is way more powerful than you are yourself. So by the time it gets to the point that you're aware of your thought, just be mindful, just slow down, just take notice of what's going on and make slower decisions, make more effort to take time out and see things for what they are. And when you stop and look around at things of what they are, and when you have thoughts and all that, just go, ah, is it true? Do I have to do anything with this? Do I have to make a decision now? Is it a thought that's worth getting on? Is it a thought that's worth challenging? The problem is it sounds, and for me, so many thoughts end up arguments and committee meetings inside my head that nobody ever wins. It just drains me down. And it seems like one after the other, they're all like talking over each other and it's like, oh, just give me a break. Whereas we want to take ourselves out of that and watch them. And you'll find out when you acknowledge them and go, oh, okay, thanks for the thought. Nothing really, it doesn't have to go anywhere. So I did say at the beginning of this podcast, I was going to talk straight to you, Ian, and anybody that is going through a difficult time. It's hard going through difficult times. It's hard having life-changing things happen to us. And it wasn't easy for me. It was difficult for me as well. And even now with the operation I've just had a couple of months ago. Now then, sometimes it's worth going to dig in the hole a little deeper. And you'll, you'll find that when you dig your hole a little bit deeper, you'll find that what we're moaning about or what those voices are moaning about really just doesn't really mean anything. But the problem is while we're, we have feelings of depression or feelings of we've had enough, really there's a lot more rock bottom underneath that. And very often if you give them attention, you sit on the edge of the bed or wherever and go, okay, hit me with it. Give me all the worst, darkest thoughts you can imagine and just wait for them you'll realize they're quite hollow. You'll realize they don't have that much depth behind them. You'll realize the thoughts are quite fragile and they don't have that much meaning. They don't have that much truth. And I do this with my loneliness. I very often feel quite lonely. And although I've got carers around me and I've got other people in my life, when I just sit there, I go, okay, be lonely for a minute what does feeling lonely look like it, well, it looks like having nobody ever it looks like i'm the last person in the whole universe even the trees don't exist even the planets don't exist i'm just flying in the universe and after a while my ego goes <laughs> stop this you're not that lonely and then it, it kind of gives me another frame the it gives a chance for the other voices to perk up and I think when we're suffering and when we're trying to get out of that cycle of dark and negative thoughts, the other voices are so drowned out because the protection mechanism of negative and dark thoughts to protect us is so loud. But first of all, we realize we're not in that position to need them at that point. And then the other voices step in and go, hey, we're still here. The gratitude voice, the happy voice, the desire voice the enlightened voice, the wise voice, all of those voices start coming up as well. And then you end up in a mad, crazy committee meeting of all sides 
that come and go on a daily basis and we can just watch the whole orchestra of voices and be entertained by them but we don't have to become any of them and i think that's really important we become part of these voices and these voices become part of us and they become the only voice we have and that's not true all the voices are all part of us the ten thousand views and i think that's where you'll find most of the break is when you realize you're not any of those individual voices you're all of them listen to all of them enjoy all of them uh, enjoy all the musical instruments play the whole orchestra of life and then you'll find out that there's a lot more to enjoy I hope that helps. I hope that helps anybody that's going through a difficult time. And Ian reached out to me, went to stephenweb.uk and sent me an email through the contact me. Please do so if you'd like to reach out to me. Um, and I'm available for a call. You can book it in, just email me and we can book it in. If I can help in any way, not sure I can, but let me know. And just thank you to anybody that supports this podcast. You're making a difference. I'm trying to be a little more proactive, trying to be a little more consistent. And my life is really settling a little bit more now since the operations and since my disability is becoming more manageable now. So, and your support helps. I love you guys. Take care.